Welcome to the Podcast Podcast. The podcast where we podcast about podcasts. I'm Dita. And I'm Lisa. Hey, Lisa. I heard you got a fancy new fence yesterday. Well, yeah, because you helped me build a fence yesterday. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> so, so I had a fence blow down. I had this old wooden picket fence. I was probably like 50 years old. I had it blow down in like November in a windstorm. And I finally got the stuff. And got someone up to help me to just build a temporary fence for my dog. So my dog's been stuck inside since November. I mean, uh, to be fair, like, the even if you had gotten the materials, the weather's been so awful. I'm not sure when you would have done it. No, yesterday was literally the only day. Like, today was <laughs> awful. Um, Friday was awful. Last week was awful. Uh, yeah, but uh, me and another of our friends uh, drove up to help her. And so, I mean, it's... Uh, to be fair, it is still a temporary fence, but at least uh, your dog can go outside. She has not been dry since this morning um, because she just keeps going outside and getting wet and coming back in and jumping on me with her wet paws. I thought she didn't like being wet. She doesn't like being rained on. She doesn't care about being wet. She doesn't like raindrops uh, falling on her. Yeah, totally different sensations. Well, I mean, I, it makes sense to me. Uh, but yeah, now you have a fence and then hopefully at some point you'll get a slightly more solid fence. Eventually, when it stops raining, I have to also fix my back fence because that blew apart in November, too. I have it trussed up with a bunch of two by fours right now and it's holding, but I needed to fix a front fence before I can tear apart and fix the back fence and have to coordinate that with other people. So anyway, let's talk about podcasts. We can talk about podcasts, I guess. That's that's uh, yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) So the way this works is every week we roll dice to select a platform, a category and then a show. We listen to one episode together and then select two episodes to listen to on our own. This way we get to toss out a broad net to snag five total episodes of each podcast. Oh, what's on the hook this week? This week's episode is our first foray into unfamiliar waters. We cast my cat dice and reeled in On Being by Krista Tippett, which at the time of rolling was number 24 in Society and Culture on Apple Podcasts. From the website, Krista Tippett is a Peabody award-winning broadcaster, a National Humanities medalist, and a New York Times bestselling author. She grew up in a small town in Oklahoma, attended Brown University, and became a journalist and diplomat in Cold War Berlin. After studying theology at Yale Divinity School in the early 1990s, she saw a black hole where intelligent public conversation about the religious, spiritual, and moral aspects of human life might be. Frustratingly, as I was trying to write this bio, The podcast website was rather bereft of any helpful information, which, uh, to be fair, seems on brand. According to her bio, she pitched and piloted her idea for several years, and the show was first broadcast in 2001 by Minnesota Public Radio, originally titled Speaking of Faith. In 2003, American public media began distributing it nationally, and in 2010, the show was rebranded as On Being. Public Radio Exchange, or PRX, took over distribution in 2016. The show is under the umbrella of the On Being Project, which is spearheaded by Tippett, and seems to house a number of other projects, including print publications and another podcast called Poetry Unbound. For this one, we both listened to her interview with actor and carpenter Nick Offerman, and I listened to journalist and author of High Conflict, Why We Get Trapped and How We Get Out by Amanda Ripley, and poet, theologian, and Poetry Unbound host, ironically, Patrick Otwama. I listened to her interview with botanist and founder and director of the Center for Native Peoples and the Environment, Robin Wall Kimmerer, and then 
hers interview with psychologist and one time Great British Bake Off contestant, Kimberly Wilson. I didn't realize that you were listening to a Great British Bake Off person. That's kind of exciting. I I mean, I, I it was fairly uh, non uh, a non-issue with this episode, I guess. It, it, it was brought up briefly because, you know, she did the show and so is somewhat uh, for a number of reasons uh, in the public consciousness. But uh, it was a little bit disappointing. They didn't really talk about it beyond like uh, Kimberly's background with like food on the whole. Oh, huh. interesting. Yeah, I can we can get more into it once it's my turn. All right. So we both started with Nick Offerman's episode and um, he kind of taught his I liked his. His was pretty interesting. Like he talked about working in kabuki theater because he was good at carrying and building things yeah i also just i like his voice he does have a good voice he has a good voice and he's also got like a good diction and he's very good at like being articulate um i i would say overall my uh my beef is not with any of the guests yeah and well and we'll get to that later too but um yeah no i liked i liked some of the points he brought up he you know you never stop being a student and to try everything and you know creation over consumption and it was kind of really nice to just like it it was an interesting conversation about like how he thinks and how he approaches um his life i guess yeah agreed and i also appreciated that given the uh topics of this podcast he was actually fairly explicit in saying uh i was raised I think he said Catholic, but maybe just Christian. Um, and he never felt connected with it. And it turns out what he feels is holy personally is like being out in nature and working with his hands. Yeah. Um, he did say he was raised Catholic. Um, he okay. was a disaffected altar boy is what he said. So that is Catholicism. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he found more connection being out in the woods and out in the world, like doing stuff with his hands than he ever did in church. Yeah. And I, I really appreciated that. Like Krista didn't, push that like trying to ask him why he didn't feel connected or you know uh, his like specific thoughts about that religion but rather leaned into talking to him about what he does care about that was nice yeah and and as we're kind of hinting at as you can probably tell this this podcast is very spiritual and it's spiritual in a way of like generic christian cold coded spirituality yeah Um, or it's not like explicitly saying it's christian but we know it's christian I, from the uh, uh, author, or not the authors, from Krista's bio, at the very least, you know, yeah. that's where she's coming from. And uh, uh, yeah, it's she's not necessarily pushing Christianity, but as you're listening, you kind of know that that's like the angle. Yeah, and that that kind of showed up more in the next episode I listened to with Padre Gotuama because he's um, a theologian, and he discussed his was really cool too because he discussed. Um, Ireland versus Northern Ireland, because he's from from Ireland and is currently living in Northern Ireland. And oh. uh, they talked about the Troubles, which is always interesting to me, because that was such a huge deal when I was growing up in the 90s. And I actually knew a guy who served in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. Oh, wow. Yeah. The people you meet when you when you travel the world. Was um, this he, when you were stationed over there? or? Yeah, when I was stationed in England, I worked with a, with a guy who used to be in the British Army and was in the was in Northern Ireland uh, doing like gate, dark, gate guard duty. And he told me some of his war stories. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's stuck with me. It's, it's been about, I don't know, 15 years. And I still remember it. Um, but he discussed like the power of language and etymology and like the, the, how Northern Ireland is kind of a, a place of two places where they're part of Ireland and they're part of England. And 
depending on who you talk to and depending on the day, you know, someone will say, oh, it's a great, it's a great day in the beautiful United Kingdom or, oh, it's a great day in beautiful Ireland. And, um, but he talked about too, it's like, but your language is the same as my language, you know, your Irish is the same as my Irish. And, um, he also talked about, uh, being gay and being Catholic in Ireland, which was really interesting. Because apparently that, whew. Like they just they they performed exorcisms on him and like tried to exorcise the gay for a while until they slipped and said something that sounded dumb and he decided he was done with it, which kind of goes back to the language part of it. <laughs> I was gonna ask if he was still involved and go, uh, yeah, and and them talking about um, Catholicism and gayness kind of kind of like my antenna perked up a little bit because this is a spiritual podcast and. Christianity traditionally has some issues with um, homosexuality, as does Catholicism, um, up until fairly recently. And so uh, Krista mentioned someone, and she mentioned the same person in the Amanda Ripley episode I'm going to talk about next. Um, And I think his name was something Mac, and uh, I should have written it down. I didn't write it down, but you know, we live, we learn. And um, he was kind kind of trying to consolidate the the Christian stance against gayness and the existence of gay people and how you treat them. And like, it was, it was kind of dancing this fine line. And, and, you know, I've noticed this throughout her episodes of like, of saying stuff without, but not actually like saying anything of substance. Yeah. So you don't know what the actual stance is or what the actual meaning is. Yeah. So like in between these interviewers who, who kind of give some interesting insights and it was really interesting to listen to talk to someone who has gone through so much and, and and has seen a, tr- a huge transformation, especially in Ireland um, and Northern Ireland specifically, from you know heavy partisan violence to coexistence. He had some really good viewpoints, but I I never seem to they never seem to get to the point of what they're trying to talk about. I don't think they do in almost any of these episodes. Yeah. So the next one I listened to was Amanda Ripley, and she kind of discussed conflict, good conflict versus high conflict. Anger is okay. Contempt and disgust are hard to work with. Like lots of like real, almost self helpy type stuff. And I had a really hard time with this episode. I had to, I had to listen. I had to listen to the beginning half of it probably like three or four times before I finally got through the whole thing because my brain just kept checking out. Like there wasn't anything substantial enough being said that I could grab onto it and follow a thread. You know, it wasn't like Nick Offerman where we got to kind of hear his story about traveling and doing kabuki or it wasn't like Padraig where like we hear about Northern Ireland and about you know the things that he experienced growing up or within the world so that one was much harder for me to listen to what about your episodes um yeah I had similar experiences so the first one I listened to was Robin Wall Kimmerer who is an indigenous member of citizen Potawatomi nation and her she's a botanist and her focus has been on like connection with ecology rest- restoration but like also humans connections with the land <laughs> B- brief diatribe i f- uh, found her difficult to listen to not because like i was fascinated but by uh what she had to say so you and i have some background in singing and some training and one of the things you learn fairly earn in that in singing or just any sort of you know acting being in front of people where you have to learn to project your voice you learn how to speak with your diaphragm and there's this thing that happens with some people because it's not necessarily like an innate thing and some people will speak more from their larynx my dad actually does this and so he um if he talks a lot he starts getting a sore throat and so robin 
was like gasping between words almost. And her voice was very light and airy. And uh, so listening to her was like, it took a lot of like me actually trying to like strain my ears, even with the volume turned up. Right. It, it was just kind of distracting, which was really unfortunate because I think her, her work is in within my realm of interest. Like her big book is on my boss's shelf. It was called, I think, Braiding Sweetgrass. Wait, wait, wait. She wrote Braiding Sweetgrass? That's who we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I've seen that book everywhere. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge book in our area. Yes. Okay, sorry. Continue. No, it's fine. I'm glad you recognized it. Uh, I probably should have brought it up sooner, maybe. So she was raised uh, away from her people in upstate New York. And so she there was like some sort of like disconnect with the culture. As an adult, she has really pursued that connection. You do tend to find a lot of, especially in, I would say, around her generation, because th- their parents had been ripped away from and sent off to um, boarding schools, right? And so that's like her generation is like the first generation after that. And so you see a lot of disconnect. And she also, like, one of the things she did talk about, which I did find very fascinating from, uh, again, from, like, the perspective of my anthropological background, she was talking about language. The English language, we call anything that isn't, quote-unquote, living and breathing, so um, animal, uh, we call it an it, unless, you know, you're talking about your dog and you say she, right? But we say that plant is an it. Whereas in Potawatomi, there are, like, pronouns for anything that is you know by a biological organism i guess is like the easiest way to say that there's this way of assigning um animacy to everything and so just from like a linguistic point of view i found that pretty fascinating because those words also lead to the disconnect right like if you are part of a culture where your language calls things an it it, that kind of lowers the status right and so it's going to affect how you treat the world around you. And so I did really, I did really enjoy that part. And then the next person I listened to was Kimberly Wilson. This is the only episode where I felt really engaged. And I think it comes down to uh, who Kimberly is as a, a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, she is not okay with vagueness or broad generalizations she wants to be very specific um because her background is in nutrition and in psychology like in the sciences and so she does she does not live in ambiguity she you know she can be kind of ambiguous when it comes to like personal things um there was like a brief discussion about how enculturation and so one of the reasons she's a a psychologist because the background of her family and like her uh, exposure to mental health issues, like her entire life. And she said, I'm sure if my family were all musicians, I would have been a concert pianist. So, you know, she, she can kind of live in those niches when it comes to like personal things. But when they were talking about her work and like her interests, if Krista said something that wasn't like quite right, she would correct her. And she's also a very dynamic speaker, a lot like Nick. So she's easy to track. I did. I listened to all of these episodes um, on 1.25 speed because the the speech was just slow enough that I would just zone out because there was too much space. Yeah, I actually found that I had better luck um, with Amanda Ripley's episode once I sped it up to 1.5 speed. Oof. Yeah, I usually don't listen to podcasts on a higher speed because I actually want them to last the length that they're going to last because they're a time-passing activity for me. But this one was more like... Okay, I gotta get through this. I need to focus on this. 
but I gotta get through this. Yeah. But I, I, if I listened to it at one time speed, I couldn't focus. Uh, be, and I would have actually sped it up more, except for then the guests were speaking too fast, that, and I couldn't track it. So, like, this was, like, my middle ground of speeding. Because Krista, she has that, like, very, like, new-agey white woman way of speaking. It's, like, very slow and enunciates, enunciates every word. And I, it's not necessarily, like, a bad thing, but it's hard to track. I bet she says your name, Dita. Oh. She really emphasizes that T. No, fight me. I hate that. Just uh, for listeners who uh, do not know me, my name is spelled D-I-T-A, but it is Hebrew, and the T is a soft T. It's a D, Dita. And white women love saying Dita, and uh, it is a pet peeve of mine and everyone else's, I think. Well, also, <laughs> like, in American English, we soften T's that tend to be in the middle of, of words. Yeah, that's why it's extra weird. Yeah, so like you have to um you have to take a moment out of your brain and like make sure you say that T. Like uh like let's say the word editing. It's not editing, it's editing. It's more of a D than a T. It's Dita. It's more of a D than a T. Yeah. Yeah, but Krista Tippett would definitely be a hard T Dita sayer. I can I can feel it. Yeah, hundred percent. And um yeah, it was just, I, I I could not, I would just space out and start thinking about other things, and then I would have to go back, like, two minutes, because I missed whatever the guest was saying. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, just a little bit more, but the main thing, make her main focus is on, I think, what an anthropology, and maybe in her world, we, we would call holistic health, and not in, like, the, again, not the crystals, new agey holism, holistic, but, like, the thing as a whole, so mind and body, you're not just treating one or the other, so... Um, like I said, she's got a, a background in nutrition and in psychology, and so she talks a lot about things like the gut-brain access and like uh, the gut microbiome, because in the last few years, uh, science has really come to understand that the uh, the microbiome in your gut, so the bacteria and the fungus and the viruses, uh, actually have a lot to do with your mental health. Um and I actually, I found that fascinating. And I uh, found her book on Amazon and it was on sale for a dollar on Kindle. So I'm going to read that. And then she also spent some time talking about, actually kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of like the the human side of what um, Robin was speaking about, where it's like this div humans divide these spaces. And so she was talking about how like we've divided the mind and the body and like we can kind of, blame Descartes for starting that a little bit. Um, but like this idea that there are separate entities when it turns out they're like even more intertwined than we think they are. And so I, I was, I actually really enjoyed her episode, but I would be happy to just listen to her on, like she has her own podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd rather just listen to that. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> listeners may have noticed we never actually gave a description of what the podcast is about. And that's because <laughs> after listening to three episodes, I'm still not sure. Uh, I mentioned towards the beginning that the sparseness of the website seemed on brand. Krista and whomever she employs to do her uh, website copy editing seems to be totally adverse to strict definitions of any sort. Um, so the description of the show from the site contains a lot of words and little meaning. And even this description that's posted on whatever streaming service you are listening your podcasts on is unhelpful at best yeah so the description says and i quote 
a season of big, new, beautiful, on-being conversations is here. Adventures into what can replenish and orient us in this wild ride of a time to be alive. Biomimicry and the science of awe. Spiritual contrarianism and social creativity. Pause and poetry and more towards stretching into this world ahead with dignity, wisdom, and joy. <laughs> yeah. So if, if anyone can explain what any of that means, please let us know. My best attempt to describe the overall theme of the show to you is interviews about existence from a wide array of perspectives, which is still pretty nebulous. I can appreciate that this is a show centered around guests, and so the episodes are going to shift to accommodate their specialties and interests and backgrounds and work. But like with Book Fight, the episode before this one, the specific topics and discussions change depending on the guest. But I can still tell you, this is a show where writers read writing and discuss it and then have theoretical discussions about fighting with other authors. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of the language in this podcast is couched in implication and talking about things without ever actually saying what they are. For example, in the Amanda Ripley episode, they discussed like political conflict, but never actually say anything in either direction or really anything direct about the kinds of conflict we see with partisanship. They even mentioned like abortion and and how to have discussions about abortion, but like don't really say anything definitive about anything. And without direct examples or discussion points, I found it hard to stay focused and follow, honestly. I tried listening to that episode so many times, like I've said. Like, I, oh, it's been, like, staring at me in my queue this for, like, the past week and a half. And I kept finding myself lost in the midst of it. Like, that leaves me to wonder, like, who is the audience for this podcast? It has almost a thousand episodes, and Tippett does interviews in front of groups and has been doing this for years. Like, the Padre Gotuma interview was recorded in 2016 yeah it was started in 2001 yeah what are we missing here like is there a secret code that we miss is there like i i, I don't know like it feels like we're only getting half of the conversation like we, we aren't getting the actual topic and it's hard to follow a conversation if you don't know what the topic of the conversation is yeah it's like a terrible game of telephone when it's over no one tells you what the word was supposed to be and you just gotta sit there and wonder about it yeah like i feel like like I said kind of before, it's just generic Christian-coded, like, posturing is what it kind of feels like on Krista Tippett's end, and she's kind of trying to push that into other people, which just kind of really brings to light, like, how Nick Offerman straight up said, like, I don't do spirituality like you're yeah. going to talk about. Yeah. It is all very... It, it drives me nuts, because it's such a common thing, and I've seen it over and over again, where, like, we're going to talk about spirituality, and, and, how, and how it can be full, agentive beings, and it's... But it's all so couched in christian culture and not being part of christian culture it's just like i can't connect with this yeah it's just not gonna happen i mean this happens broadly it's not just uh, with christianity but like this fear you're so afraid of like offending anyone that nothing you say means anything yeah like even her like questions like i was appreciative that pretty much everyone i listened to was able to kind of be specific with their answers but her questions were always yeah i i was just so frustrated and well and then the other thing is i was so like focused on like trying to figure out what they were talking about that i wasn't actually listening to the content like i, I was like just spacing out going what 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 is she asking i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard to try to figure out like what kind of need this podcast fills because it doesn't really seem to want to accomplish anything fully yeah in my notes, I wrote in quotes, lives in ambiguity. 
like uh, this pod this entire podcast's home is just ambiguousness and that is not a thing that appeals to me <laughs> yeah and it's kind of hiding itself behind like philosophical debate and i really really have a hard time with philosophy because a lot of it is a bunch of words that don't actually mean anything. Yeah. I'm okay with, you know, pondering answers and never really figuring it out. But I, those questions are still specific. And I think I would have enjoyed this podcast more. Like, I'm not, ne- I wouldn't necessarily like, like it or want to listen to more, but I would have been, it would have been better if she was c- coming at it from a specific Christian angle and trying to like see how her worldview lines up with these people's worldview. Yeah, yeah, I think the problem is that it's so milk toast and lukewarm yeah. that it doesn't catch on anything. And, like, if if there was an actual message trying to be said, I think it would be more engaging. Yeah. And it's just, it's hard to engage with something that isn't really doing anything. Yep. And I'm trying to figure, like, and, and I think that's what it comes back to, of like, is there, like, some secret code that I'm missing? Is there some half of this conversation that I needed to secretly know before listening to this podcast so I could be on the in, in the in-group? Because I don't feel like I'm in the in-group. Maybe we uh, we just needed to have been born in the 50s. I don't, like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, somebody is listening to this. It's been on for 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a top-rated, it's a top-rated podcast, and it's, like, won New York Times Awards. It's not. It's not targeted at us, obviously. (laughs) Clearly, but it also seems to be excluding us somehow. I mean, uh, to be fair, so I am uh, for listeners. I am a Jew. My family is Jewish. I was raised in the faith. I am what would now be considered secular, although that's not necessarily the most useful of terms. Um, and I have spent a lot of my life like being asked about my beliefs by Christians, and like talking to them about it and that does not offend me what offends me is you trying to make it so appealing to me that like i'll just want to like switch like i'd rather have an honest discussion yeah you're you're not you're not in it for the conversion (laughs) yeah i'm really not and but like if if she was trying to convert people which i'm not sure she is this is also not helpful for that because what is are they converting to yeah, I don't think I don't think it's conversion as much as it's like already talking to people that are already like thinking like this and just kind of confirming their thoughts. But what are their thoughts? Nobody that was interviewed agrees with her, as far as I can tell. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I I think I think that's I think that's my my summation is just I don't know. Yeah, I am the shrugging emoji. <laughs> so uh, on that wonderful note what do you think is on being a podcast to reel in or is it a catch and release would this make your listening rotation no i think we fairly definitively said no this is not going in my listening rotation um i may i may recommend the padre gotuna otuma uh episode to my father because it's really interesting and we're irish so you know it's kind of always interesting to hear about how Ireland works, and, and, you know, he talks about Be Here Now, which is really important to my dad and I. So that one I might recommend, but the rest of them are just, nah, they're gonna go out with the bathwater. What about you? I'm tossing this back into the Mariana Trench from Once It Came. Based on what I have listened to, I would find other interviews with those people and share those with the world. Um, Like I said, Kimberly Wilson has her own podcast. I'm sure uh, Robin has been on other, has been interviewed at other points. I would definitely seek those out and recommend those, but this particular format is, it doesn't serve them well. 
Um, and even Nick Offerman, who holds his own very well, like he's done other interviews. He's written books. Just go read his books. Yeah, I, I think this really speaks to the power of a good interviewer. Yes, it does. And I think that's something that Krista Tippett is. It, I don't want to say lacking because that sounds mean, but like it's not something that she like she's not interviewing people in a way that gets across their message. Yeah. She's trying to get across her message, but we don't know what her message is. She she's very her project is uh framing other people's worlds within her own framework and sharing that as opposed to just sharing that person's thoughts and feelings. Yeah. And yeah, the, the this to be a good interview, you cannot be thinking about yourself, which is why I would be a terrible interviewer. Because I would always, I would always be trying to like yeah. just the way my brain runs. I'd be trying to frame what, uh, not necessarily to like fit their thoughts into my world, but like the way I think about things is like trying to see how I think about these th those things and comparing the two. And while that's fine, it doesn't make for a great interview. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the thing is that there's you know you and I are really good at having conversations with people, but that is a completely different skill set than interviewing someone and. I don't think I think she has more of a conversation skill set than an interview skill set. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to talk to us, our website is podcastpodcast.fish. Our email is podcastfisherman at gmail.com. We're on Twitter for however long that dumpster continues to be on fire. Um, and we now have an Instagram, which is also, uh, they're both at podpodfish. Music is by the incomparable Evan Speakman, who you can find on Instagram as at Speakman Recording. Episode is edited by me, Lisa. Logo and associated artwork is by me, Dita. We'll be back with a hopefully fresher catch next week. Bye! Bye.